Unplanned Trek. Hello, family. We are in for another episode of Unplanned Trek. You know, the thing about doing a podcast and doing it on the fly is I can literally do it in any conditions. A few weeks ago, I was watching a Deep Space Nine. I think it was a Deep Space Nine one. I did it in my car. And, um, you know, I was waiting for the kids to finish school. Today, I've actually had the day off work. I've just, at the start of this episode, I boiled the kettle made myself a nice cup of coffee and I put some stuff in the oven which was ready to like for the final 10 minutes of the episode so I was munching on some buffalo wings I had a really good time it's a great we like do you have any comfort foods that you like to eat while watching a bit of trek for me chicken wings are always a winner a bit of spice in that Ooh, I'm a little bit warm I don't mind telling you but let's get into it eh? let's find out what was happening in this episode of Deep Space Nine? Let's do it! Is it worse than chrysalis? Or is it better than shattered mirror? This is as close as we've got to having to rename the song. I really enjoyed this episode. I would give it an eight and a half out of ten which is incredibly close to the eight and a half out of 10 I gave for Shattered Mirror. But, Mirror Universe, uh, oh, my dog. Um, my Mirror Universe eight and a half out of 10 is worth more than a Prime Universe eight out of 10. Well, I guess you guys know that I'm at home and apparently Molly, my dog, does not agree with my votes. She would like me to change the song and include um, what was it called again? Shadows and Symbols. I've said that wrong a few times trying to do this episode, by the way. Yeah, but Molly wants it to be Shadows and Symbols, but for me, yeah, um, Shattered Mirror is still the better of the two. It is in no way comparable to Chrysalis, which was an awful episode, but a great podcast that I did with Andrew Hogan. Um, quite a few episodes back now. So, the other thing that I like to ask around this time is, if this was my first episode of Trek... Would I keep watching? Yeah, I would. A lot happened and there was a lot of characters to see in this episode. Um, and I'm not sure if I hadn't, if I wasn't familiar with Deep Space Nine, if I would have necessarily kept up. But it was engrossing. It was quite intense in parts. There was um, a lot of characters to get to know and quite like in this episode. And it was the first introduction of Esri um, for, the, for this one as well. So, yeah, I would keep watching. Riker Medal. When I watch an episode, I probably take about a good A4 page of notes to get ready for both the medals, um, you know, for the positive and minus votes, including the Riker Medal. Um, and, you know, like there's a, by the end of it, there's a lot of rubbish on there and ones that don't matter. But we are giving votes in the Riker Medal this week. Did you notice? And <laughs> Damar is only in it for like 12 seconds of the episode, I reckon. But he shared a drink with Sienna, and they were lingering quite close to each other. And the implication was that they, although they'd only met the night before, this might not have been the first drink they had shared. Um, 
I mean, she left the room quite quickly when Mai Yun made it quite obvious that if she stayed, she'd get killed. And, you know, that's good good enough reason to leave a room, but I don't think she's left the relationship. Maybe we'll see her again. But, yep, they both get a point this week. And Oda and, Oda and Kira also both get a point this week. Now, there was a, there was a massage, there was hand-holding, and kiss on the hands. So I've said before that I don't like to give points for... Um, you know, relationships that have already existed. But it was very clear to me that something was going to happen within the 44 minutes of this episode. And, you know, hopefully that would be before and or after the blockade. So um, I'm giving Odo and Kira a Riker medal point as well. The Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal. Mentioned just before that I take a lot of notes, and I had about I reckon fifteen characters, or with one or two lines written about them in this episode. So all of them were capable of getting points, but only three do, don't they? Only three do. And you know what? We're going back to what we know. One point, O'Brien. One, he was there, but not only that, he was there with with his man Wharf throughout a grief period. Now. He's known Worf for the, like the first five seasons of Next Gen before he headed off to DS9. It was four or five seasons that he was there. And then there's three or four seasons that Worf's on DS9 as well. So these guys have been mates for about ten years. And O'Brien's like, oh, I'll help you get your, your deceased wife to Stovacor. I'll be, I'll be up for that journey with you, even if it is a bit dangerous. And yes, Quark and Bashir were involved too, but I'm giving O'Brien the votes here because there's a lot of loyalty and a lot of time invested in this relationship that I'm sure it got to a stage with him that he was like, there's no way I'm not coming with you. Whereas I think Bashir and Quark both went because they both had a uh, quite a long scented candle that they held for, for um, Jadzia Steel. So O'Brien, for not being romantically linked with her and just being a good buddy... You get, a, you get a vote, mate. Two votes. Kira, she wanted action. And I mean the action in the forms of weapons and phases and let's just stand up for what's right. She was not scared. She set up a blockade against the Romulans. Unheard of. And, and Senator Kratak was right. She's brave. And she's not stupid. She's, she's going to do what it takes. And as Admiral Ross said at the end, don't play a game of poker with Kira because you're not going to end up with any clothes on by the end of that. You are going to be ashamed into loss. Three votes and by a long way. The Cisco, Ben. Look, he started hearing things and he followed the prophets he wore his desert uniform and he walked really fast in the desert. He didn't care that his dad was struggling. And this week he wasn't a team player. He did it all for himself. But he took the baseball along for some reason. And, you know, in the baseball, I go for the Minnesota Twins because I've got twin children. Um, that's not really relevant to Ben's scoring here, but I did write it in my notes, so it's important that I tell you. So Minnesota Twins, if you don't have a baseball team, that's our baseball team now. They play in the major leagues in, in America. In Minnesota, no less. Digression. Digression cancelled. He got quite intense, didn't he? Like, he found an orb, and then he wanted to hide it. And then he wanted to use it again. And Benny Russell even came and, you know, showed the story that he'd written on the walls. It was good to see him again. 
And you know what? The, the thing that got Ben the votes here more than anything, or the Cisco, if you will, he found out why he was alive. He found out the truth about why his mum ended up with his dad and essentially that it was just his destiny to always be the Cisco. Like we didn't doubt that. And he seemed okay with it. You know, he's like, all right. Bring on the next challenge. We're in the start of season seven here, and we know it's the final season. He's got a lot of work to do in the next few episodes, doesn't he? So this is where he's getting starting to get it done. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. Look, this was a bit tough this week. I nearly gave votes to Odo here because all he really did in this episode was give Kira a back rub and recommend a book when there was a lot of other things on Kira's mind. But he's safe this week. He's as safe as Admiral Ross. He's as safe as old man Cisco and even Siana. Let's see who's not safe. First of all, Jake Cisco. I don't know if you felt the same, but I thought he was a little bit flirty with Esri Dax. And I thought to myself, come on, you've probably known him as Curzon. You've definitely known Judzia. It's clear that this this symbiont wasn't meant to be with Esri. Just cool your jets a little bit, Hotshot. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But she's probably not going to go out for someone who's about 16. Just settle back. Have a, have a ruck to Gino and chill out a little bit. You know, that's what I thought. So kill your jets, hot shot is the reason. Two votes go to Damar. Now, I talked about him in the Riker medal points, and justifiably so. But I also mentioned he was only on screen for about 12 seconds. This is all he did in the episode. He met Sienna last night, he had a drink with her today, and then he looked distracted when he was being talked to. That's all. I don't even know why he was in this episode. Like, as far as the arc of this episode, he had zero relevance in it. It is just setting up movements for the rest of the season. But even then, this could have probably been bumped into a different episode. There was there was nothing there at all for me that was interesting that he did. I'm, I'm trying not to be unfair on Siana there, but yeah. For someone who's quite strong... It, it didn't do anything. And you can probably guess where this is going for the three votes then. Wayun. He had even less screen time than Damar. And all we basically said is to um, Damar's new girlfriend, get out of the room or I'll kill you. That's all he added to the episode. Um, I don't mind you being strong. I don't even mind you being threatening. But do it for a reason. Don't just come out here with all guns blazing. It's, it's not what Kira would do. Set up a blockade instead. You know, stand in the hallway and go, you're not leaving this room. Or leave this room, but you're not coming back in. I don't know. I just thought that, again, Wayun and Damar, no reason to be in this episode. So you're getting votes, boys. The best line of the episode. I had a few lines that I enjoyed in this episode. Old man Cisco said at one point, well, it's time for my nap. And then he was back on screen within about 25 seconds. So it was a short nap. But I liked I liked the old man in the episode going, well, that's enough action for me. After the episode's only been going for two minutes, I'm off for a while. 
Um, Kira, she said at one point, now you're sounding like a politician, Admiral to Admiral Ross. I thought that was quite um, disarming to say that to him. I liked, um, I think it might have been Bashir or O'Brien. They're essentially the same character, aren't they, in this episode? Um, they said to Quark, he always glares at you when um, he was feeling a little bit tender about not being, I guess, appreciated on going on this. But the, um, the line of the episode, Kira, your, your concern is touching, but I'm not dead yet. And you know what? Someone once said that everything the, that precedes the word before but means it's, um, it's wrong. So if you're saying your concern is touching, but I'm not dead yet, you're actually saying your concern isn't touching. And she delivered it like that too. Like, it's not touching, basically. Basically, all she's saying is, I'm not dead yet, and I'm going to fight. And you know what? No one's going to beat Kira. I don't know anyone on Deep Space Nine that's going to beat Kira. She's, she's tough. Like, Molly's there arguing about it now. You probably hear her in the background. She's like, no, someone can beat Kira. No, you're wrong, Molly. And if you think I'm wrong, send me a tweet and tell me who could beat Kira at Unplanned Trick. Well, we're getting to that part of the episode where we have to decide a way of picking the episode. Now, Molly's been quite distracting throughout this episode by doing a few barks. And I paused it between that bit where I was talking about the best line of the episode and now. And I counted all the barks she did in between then and me hitting record. The number was 752. So I went on my list see what number 752 is and it's actually going to break this cycle of going deep space nine voyager deep space nine voyager which we've been doing for a while we're actually going to go to star trek discovery which we've only done once before since starting this podcast we're going to watch an episode i believe from season three yes we are it's from season three yes it is molly we're not going to do the next one that that bark that bark does not count i've already picked it we're going to watch forget me not so, season three, we're probably, uh, well, we're going to be the, the, the furthest in time, aren't we? are going to be in the 32nd century, so strap yourself in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's have a good time with Discovery. Look, Discovery is one of my favourite treks. I won't lie to you. It gets a lot of hate out there sometimes for being too emotional or woke. I don't care. It's good trek, and all trek is good trek, and I like the season-long story arcs, and I like that not everyone's great like they were on the Enterprises back in the day. There are mean characters. There are characters that do it a different way. Let's get a little dirty next week and have fun with it. So watch that one in the next week before my next podcast goes up. Podcasts always go up Monday afternoon, my time. So sink your clocks to me. I'm in Tasmania, which was um, which gets mentioned in an episode of Duke Space Nine. Remember that? Um, yeah, so sink your clocks to me. Watch or listen. Watch that episode this week. Then listen to my podcast Monday afternoon, my time. Have a good week, and just remember, all trek is good trek. Now you know the words. Sing along. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned trek. Unplanned.